0: You are listening to The Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by The Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful and we are thankful for the opportunity. We thank you for what you're about to do with us. I ask, precious Jesus, that... will lead us in the way of righteousness for your name's sake i pray that this evening jesus be glorified so on tuesday we were talking about being new creation ambassadors and we spent time to break it down what it means for us to be ambassadors and we are making this point to transition to the the understanding of why we are agents of light now when we go back to 2nd Corinthians chapter number five you are going to realize that the discussion as we said it begins with a story of the resurrection now the story of the resurrection is a reminder of what christ came to achieve for us and as we have been emphasizing over the months What Christ came to achieve for us was the new creation. Now, we did say that the new creation is in two phases. There is the first phase which has to do with the regeneration of the human spirit. And there is the second phase that has to do with being clothed with the celestial body. Now, the privilege of the first phase, which is the regeneration of spirit does, is that it allows us to have a foretaste of the life of the age to come. And if you understand that the life of the age to come, which is what is called the Zoe life, which is essentially the very life of God, is what Christ came to usher us in, So that you and I, even though we are human beings, can begin to know what it means to have the life of God. And if we do have the life of God, then it means that all that God is, we are. Then he goes on to talk about the ministry of reconciliation. We are still in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. I'm trying to recap from last Tuesday. So that we will transition to the story of light now we said that he has made us able ministers of the new creation and not that the assignment is to reconcile all men back to god in christ jesus and it is important that we keep this trait that the reconciliation is done in christ to the father now we understood that the reconciliation there the meaning of the reconciliation in this test is not the reconciliation as we usually think of that people are fighting and then we go and sort of like bring peace among two parties then we say that we have broken peace and that we have reconciled no this reconciliation it will be wrong on our part so think of this reconciliation in that sense the moment we begin to think of reconciliation in the sense of two parties fighting and somebody coming to broke up a peace deal we go off the essential message the true meaning of reconciliation there is being restored to the divine life so he has made us ministers who are supposed To reconcile the creation back to the divine life. So he first reminds us in verse 15 coming that when Christ died, he died for all of us. That we who live will no longer live for ourselves, but we will live for Christ. Then he goes on to say that if any of us are in Christ, what we are is the new creation. Now, we've already talked about what the new creation is, so I'm not going to go and touch on it. If you want to know what it is, you can go back and listen to some of the episodes. Then he goes on to say that in Christ, God was reconciling the world back to himself. And what he has done is that he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So you realize that In every economy, there are distinctions of citizens. Now, I I am making this point to transition to us being the agents of light. I know that last week I talked briefly on light, but I want to pick it from this point onward. Remember that we said that the economy of God is not a democratic economy. It's a kingdom. So remember we said that Ministry and ministers and ambassadors, we say that an ambassador is an emissary to a government. Every ambassador is an emissary to a government. And so whenever they talk about Christ after the resurrection, he is seen as a king that governs or oversees the affairs of a government and a kingdom and the bible says that that kingdom will be on his shoulders that's what the bible says and says that there will be no end to that government so the kingdom or the government of christ is an everlasting government when we want the evidence that the kingdom of christ is an everlasting kingdom we have to look at the book of daniel that is daniel chapter 7 Then also we have to look at the book of Isaiah. When we look at the book of Isaiah, it also says that the kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. When we look at the prophecies of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, they are all going to emphasize, and even some of the latter books, such as the book of Zechariah, is all going to emphasize about the eternal nature of the kingdom or the age to come. So the government of of jesus is an everlasting government but it is not a democratic government so we don't vote people in this kingdom in this kingdom it is the rule of the king in saying that every economy has what we call classifications of citizens every economy has classifications of citizens when you become a citizen of a nation what happens is that you are born into the nation or you are adopted into the nation. That is how we become citizens of a nation. Now, as citizens, what happens is that there is the opportunity for citizens to move up in influence and affluence in the economy based on their responsibilities, based on their assignments, based on their gift, based on their productivity, or based on the family that they belong to. For instance, if you are in London and you are ever born to any member of the royal family, by default, you become a royal. And as a royal, your mood of behavior and the expectation of society From you is different from somebody who is born into in quote the common families, right? So in the economy, we have the opportunity to move up in the economy in influence and affluence. When Christ died for us, what happened was that Christ gave us that opportunity through salvation to be able to change our status, and our position. Now remember, for anybody to move up in society, these two things has to have an impact. There must be an impact either from the position that you are in. You see, when your position is changed, then it affects your status. So when Jesus died on the cross... What he did for us, particularly as Gentiles, is that he changed our position. And by reason of the change in the position, whoever believes in Jesus, that is why he says that if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. You see, when you are born, I'm going to use the economy of India as an example. In the economy of India, you realize that they practice what we call the caste system. The caste system means that people are born into certain categories and by reason of where you are birthed or who birthed you, you are locked up into a certain position. So if you are birthed in a low caste category, you can never rise to become something or someone or a prominent in the society because the system by default encourages you to stay where you are it is the same for the spiritual economy of the universe when we are born into the universe we are locked up into a system called the system of the fallen man now in the system of the fallen man the governor of the system is called the prince of darkness, the prince of the power of the air. Some people call him the accuser or the satan. Some people call him devil. Some people call him a some, some people call him the wicked one. When we are born into the economy of the universe, we are locked up in this position of the fallen man. And in that position, we are governed by the prince of darkness. Now, The moment we give ourselves to Christ, what happens according to the book of Colossians is that we are translated from that kingdom. Translation literally means something that happens in the blink of an eye. We are translated the moment we believe in the Lord Jesus. We are translated from that kingdom to the kingdom of Christ. Now, when we come into the kingdom of Christ, what happens is that by reason of the regeneration. Now, the regeneration is what the Bible describes in 2 Corinthians 5.17 as being a new creation. When we are born by the Spirit, we are ushered into a new economy where our position is changed. And so what a lot of people don't know is that when you look at church history, you realize that when the gospel was preached, Jesus said that I have come to preach the gospel to the poor. Because you see, the poor in society were encouraged to stay in their level. But Jesus came to announce the good news, the gospel, the good news. And the good news is that If you come into me, I have got the power to change your position. And when I change your position, I have got the power also to change your status. So when we came, he changed our position from slaves to free, from bound to free, from sick to healed, from in chains to delivered, from poor to rich he changed our position from death to life and when that thing happened he changed our status now remember in this kingdom as i said because it is not a democracy you cannot work for your position in this kingdom you don't work for status you cannot say i'm going to work no 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 in this in this kingdom it is by appointment it is by callings and so by our callings and by our ministries God elevates our status by your gifts by your callings by the ministry that he gives you he elevates your status now when he elevates your status that status is what we call the ambassador of reconciliation What you become is an ambassador. Now remember, the powers of the ambassador are different from the powers of the citizen. The privileges of the ambassador is different from the privileges of the citizen. Now, when we go to the airport, the ambassador will not use the queue that the citizens will use. When we go to an event, the ambassador will not sit in the place where the citizens will sit. You realize that by the reason of their status, wherever they go, they sit in an elevated position. Now, that elevation for us is called Christ Jesus. So the Bible says that the moment we come into Christ... We receive an elevation in status because as the book of Ephesians says, we are now seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So because we have become ambassadors, but you see, our ambassadorial appointment is not just because we are citizens of the kingdom, but it is now because also that we have become the children of God. And so I was showing you how on Tuesday, when we read Romans 8, 19, it talks about the creation eagerly awaiting the manifestation of the sons. And we saw that the sons there is Heels. But then when we go to 1 John chapter 3 also, it talks about that now we are the children or the sons of God. And when we talk about 1 John 3, it talks about the techno. Now, the heels are what we call the biological children. Those who have been birthed, not those who have been adopted, but the children who have been birthed. And you can see that even in a natural home, when we have an adopted son and a biological son, society will appreciate the biological son more than the adopted son. But in our family, we are born of God. And because we are born of God, our ambassadorial positions is because now we belong to the royal family of the kingdom. Now, listen, in this economy that Christ governs, it comprises of spirits. That is divine spirit. That is the spirit that we call angels. Then we have the creation The creation will comprise of the trees, the animals, and the stars, and all the other things that we call part of creation that are non-human. Then we have the human aspect. But you see, in the human aspect, we have those who belong to the fallen ones, those who belong to the, the race of the first Adam, and we have translated from that place to become... Part of the royal family of the Christ. So in the book of Galatians, it says that if we have been raised together with him, then what we have become is that we have become heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Because of that, just as the book of Ephesians says, where Christ is seated is where we are seated. Now, I am saying this to just suppose that we are agents of light. So what happens is that the moment you receive the confer, when they confer the ambassadorial status on you, just like Matthew 5.14 says, you have become the light of the world. However you were trying to hide your life, you can no longer hide. Because... The position itself is an elevated position. It is a position that demands that wherever you go, you stand out. It is a position that demands that wherever you go, you are treated differently. It is a position that demands that wherever you go, you are received differently. So you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. You can no longer be hidden. So somebody says that ah, for me, I'm in Christ, but I want to stay in my small corner and mind my own business. When you receive an ambassadorial conferment, you cannot mind your own business. That is what we read in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15. He has saved us so that we will no longer live for ourselves. 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 and 19 tells us that our body is the temple we do not belong to ourselves the apostle paul in writing to one of the churches says that the life that i live now i live by the faith of the son of god so when we have been given this high office this high privilege you realize that You can no longer live like you want to live, a hidden life. See, the Bible says something about the natural man. It says that the natural man loves darkness. Jesus, in the book of Matthew, was saying something that light has dawned, but people love darkness. People love darkness because our deeds are evil. And because our deeds are evil, we love the darkness. But what I want to say to you is that because now we have received the status of christ you see jesus was doing a miracle one day and people started talking and he said that have you not read what the prophet said that you are gods that you are sons of the most high you see We are born of God. The seed of the Father is in us. In Christ Jesus, the seed of the Father is in us. When Satan sees us, he no longer sees us. He sees the children of God. He sees a member of the royal family. Apostle Peter puts it in this way. You are a chosen and a royal generation. So we are chosen. We are royals. Why? Because we belong to the king's family. Now, listen to it. How can you be a member, a son, a daughter of the creator of the entire universe? And you will not be known. Have you ever heard that the children of billionaires, famous people, that they are not known? Even when they are trying to hide their identity, somebody will dig to find them. So, We can no longer hide, Jesus is telling us. Why? It is because now you have become a member of the family of light. The Bible says in the book of First Timothy that God dwells in light. The Bible says that God is light. So when you become part of this family, you have become light. Now, when we become light, the purpose of light is that it is supposed to shine. It is supposed to show the way. It is supposed to bring clarity. It is supposed to enable sight. It is able to help us to perceive, to see, to appreciate things. That's the purpose of light. On Tuesday, I was saying that I remember on one occasion I asked that how many of us felt that cheating in an exam was wrong. And sadly for me... (laughs) There was no one on this platform that felt bad, that cheating was bad. It tells me that we have not yet understood what we have become. We have become light. We have been saved out of darkness. Now, I just want to read a couple of scriptures to point out the effect of light. Jesus says in John's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 5, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. In the book of Micah, the prophet says that, Don't laugh at me, my enemies. Even when I fall, know that I will rise. Know that when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. That You see, when we look at the book of Genesis, the Bible says that, And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light good. I made us know that the that which is a qualifier, is not there. So God saw light good. God saw light good. And when God saw that light is good and good is light, God separated light from the darkness. And God said from the beginning that from today, let darkness have nothing to do with light. And let light have nothing to do with darkness. Let there be a clear distinction between light and darkness. And when we read Genesis 1.14, it says, uh, and God created the greater light and the lesser light. And I told you that if you look at the meaning of the word light in the book of Genesis, what it means is that God created the heavens and filled it with luminaries. Luminaries. Now, when we look at the meaning of the word luminary, luminary is essentially a thing that is able to produce light. So the stars are luminaries. The sun is a luminary the moon is not a luminary because the moon reflects light so anything that has got the ability to generate light is a luminary and so lucifer is called the son of the morning jesus is called the morning star the bright day star so when he said you are the light what he's literally saying is that you have become a luminary. What that means for us is that the world as it stands, yes, we have night and day and when it is night, but if we are looking at the spiritual significance, the world and what it stands for is darkness. Every member of the family of God is a luminary. And so wherever a luminary goes, All the spirit can identify that this one is part of the family of God. And that is why sometimes when you're listening to some um, witches and wizards and people who practice the occult and uh, indulge in dark practices, they will say that when we see the Christians, we see them because we see them that they are shining. What we are are luminaries. And the purpose of a luminary is to ensure that wherever I stand people can tell the difference between darkness and light and so if you and I we have been made a luminary in this economy not just any luminary but a luminary with a qualification of an ambassador one who has the backing and the authority of the government in his speech in his actions in his affairs, what it means is that wheresoever we go, we are no longer representing ourselves, but the king that is sitting on the throne. The luminary, the the brightest of all luminaries. He is the one that we are representing. And so wherever we go, we show forth his praise. And that is why in the book of Matthew, it says that Let your light shine in the darkness that men will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So wherever we go, that is Matthew 5, 16. Wherever we go, by our appearing, we are supposed to bring the influence, the affluence, the decisions, the choices, the actions that have been decided in heaven for that particular territory. We are supposed to manifest it in the name of the great king. The greatest luminary who represents who is Jesus Christ. And our actions, our decisions, our choices, our lifestyle must be clearly distinctive from the people that are living in darkness. So if you steal and you don't see anything wrong with it as a christian if you lie and you don't see anything wrong with it as a christian if you cheat and you don't see anything wrong with it as a christian what it tells us is that you have not yet understood what you have become imagine that your mother is the late queen elizabeth but queen elizabeth gave birth to you in a village And didn't want anybody to know that you are her child. But somebody has done Kululua and has discovered that you are the child of Queen Elizabeth. You realize that when you are brought into the palace, you will be tempted to live the life of the villager in the palace. So every once in a while, you will be prompted that, oh, We don't do this thing here. Then you will say, ah, but that's how I have always done it. Yes, that is how you have always done it because you have lived outside your family. You have lived outside the values of your family. You have lived outside the status of your family. The moment you become part of the royal family, you are forced to live a certain way. And that is why people who who refuse to live the life of the royals, they have to abdicate. They have to officially denounce royalty. Look at what happened to Prince Harry. The moment he denounced his source and his identity, they cut him off from everything. Even at his grandmother's funeral, he had to negotiate. He had to negotiate where he will sit because he was no longer part of the family. So you you are living as a thief, you are living as a prostitute, you are living as a fornicator, you are living as an adulterer, you are living as something. But that is not your nature. Now you have been brought into the palace. The work of the spirit is to train you to live the life of the palace. And I'm talking about the palace of God. He's supposed to train you on the mannerisms of the royal house of God. He's supposed to train you on how to talk as a member of the family, not just any member, but a member that has received a position imagine that you have always been a cleaner in a big company not knowing that the company belongs to your father you have cleaned for 40 years then one day you realize that you are the owner of the business even though you are the owner of the business sometimes you'll be tempted to go and live the life of the cleaner the moment that temptation come you are supposed to realize that This temptation is trying to take me back to my old place. And you see, there's the tendency for the natural man to say that it is okay. It shows humility. There is nothing humble about when you are a cleaner and you have been elevated as a CEO and you want to behave as a cleaner. There is nothing humble about it. It shows everybody that you have lost your priorities. Humility is knowing who you are, embracing the office, embracing the family, embracing the values of the family, living out the values of the family as it is being taught to you by the Holy Spirit. That is humility. Living according to the will of God, that is humility. Speaking according to the will of God, that is humility. People say that Jesus is humble. Have you read the Gospels? Have you, have you tried to imagine the way that Jesus was talking? Imagine that Mary comes to Jesus and says that. They have run out of wine. And he turns to his mother and says that. Woman, what has that got to do with me? <laughs> imagine calling your mother woman. You think we will say that is a humble speech? Woman. Calling your mother woman? (laughs) No. So humility is not embracing what the natural world wants you to think as humility. You see, Satan wants us to live the life of darkness. And Jesus says that, I want you to live as light. You see, it is very difficult to be in the limelight. Everything about you will be known. Even those who don't know you, they will insult you. Look at how many people are insulting our politicians. They are somebody's fathers. They are somebody's mothers. Do you think that their children are pleased that every time they turn on the TV, turn on the radio, it is the names of their parents that is on being discussed? Do you know how hateful it is? Do you know why many of them tend to drop? Live an abysmal life. is because of the pain of dealing with the limelight of the apparent. But Jesus is saying that embrace this limelight. You see, when we read the Gospel of John, one of the things you see about the Gospel of John is Jesus embracing the limelight. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am. Jesus is embracing everything that his father said he should be. When was the last time you embraced your ministry? When was the last time you embraced the fact that you are a Christian? Many of us, the moment we start working in high offices, where we seem to appear before sophisticated people, people we term as classy and influential in society, you begin to hide your Christianity. You refuse to put your thinking cap as a Christian aside and you want to be like them, to please them, not knowing that you are a son of a creator. You are an agent of light. You are a city on a hill. Why do you want to hide? Why is it that you don't want anybody to know you? Yesterday, I went to give a talk somewhere in the Takradi Technical University And I went with my mom's car, and on my mom's car are written bold signages of memory verses. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is the source of life. He has memory verses and Christian things written all over her car. So when we finished the meeting, we went into the office of the pro-vice chancellor. And you see, when I went there, one of the things I did was that, you know, some time back, I said that uh, I used to hide my title. I used to call myself Yao Andominsa. So the Holy Spirit said, am I ashamed of the office that he has given me? That is when I started using reverend attached to my name. Not because I'm not title conscious, but the title is helping me behave in a certain way. And so when I was giving the talk, I let them introduce me as reverend. And so when I finished, the pro vice chancellor said, was that your car parked down there? Do you know what he said? He said, young man, you are bold. You are bold. I cannot see a lot of people doing this. Then I really understood that my mother is bold to put the inscriptions of Christ on everything that she has to display Christ to the world. And you see, one of the things that the man said that made me laugh was that he said that, I cannot imagine anybody driving this car and going to park at a drinking spot. You cannot drive a car that has a sign that says Jesus Christ is coming soon and you go and park it at a drinking spot and be drinking guineas and club beer and, and gold you can't. Why? Because the description makes you a light. And that light elevates your life. The elevation comes with pressure. The pressure is that you can no longer conform to the patterns of the world. The struggle that we are having as agents of light is that many of us, we want to be Christians, but yet we want to conform to the patterns and the demands of the world. The book of Romans says, be no longer conformed to the patterns of this world. We should no longer be conformed to the patterns of this world. So you are an agent of light. And you are light not because Christ says you are light. You are light because you have become a member of God's family. And God's family is a family of light. Have you ever seen an angel that is not shining? Have you ever read about any encounter with an angel who is not shining? You have become part of that family. So everywhere you go, you have to shine. And the world that we live in is a world filled with darkness. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, arise, shine, arise, shine. Do you know that the only way you can tell somebody arise, shine is because you are telling the person to shine because that person has got the ability to shine. You know that that person is a luminary. So the only way God can tell you that arise, shine is because when you came into him, what he made you is a being that has got the ability to shine. So when he says arise, shine, what he's saying is that be conscious of your nature. Be conscious of who you are. When you arise and you shine, he says that your light has come. When you shine, the glory of God will rise upon you. Many of us, we are praying for glory. But you see, you cannot have glory because you are not shining. The only way for his glory to be made manifest in your life is when you shine people of God, this evening we have a mandate. That mandate is to shine, is to arise, is to embrace our nature. Listen, you are a light, Is not become something you are not. It is our nature as new creation ambassadors. Our nature is light. It is our nature. And so God expects for you and I to embrace our nature. Why are you so eager to to have a boyfriend? Why are you so eager to fornicate, to steal? It's because there is something about the darkness that is attracting you. But the moment you become conscious, I am light. Light is good. Listen. Listen. Don't let anybody deceive you that anything about the darkness is good. The Bible says that God saw the light. Light is good. It is only the light that is good. So when he says that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, what he is saying is that light will follow you all the days of your life. Light. Moses said that I have served you for so long. I have never seen you. I want to see you face to face. He says that, okay, I will put you on the rock and I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. But what did Moses see? The Bible says he is, says light. When God says, I will do you good. He says that I will give you light. And when God gives you light, light will open your heart you see the moment we receive light we, whenever god wants to change anybody's life as a believer what he does is that he gives them light this evening i prophesy to somebody in the name of jesus your light is being switched on your light is being switched on and you see the beauty about this light is that it shines out of the darkness And I know that this evening, what God is doing is bringing somebody out of a certain darkness. Shake it off. It is not your nature. The anger, it is not part of you. The bitterness, it is not part of you. The pain, the sorrow, it is not part of you. There is only rejoicing and praise and honor in the light. There is only beauty in the light. Embrace the light. Let your heart embrace light. He says that, and in your light we shall see light. Embrace the light. When you embrace the light, you know that the family that you belong to in life, it is because we are wrestling with giving into the light. Give in to the light. Let the powers of heaven that has been given to you as an ambassador, Put those powers to use. Let your gift put to use. Let abilities of the Holy Spirit in you be put to use. Shine in the darkness. Live the life of God in the darkness. Speak the words of God in the darkness. I am a child of the light. I was made for this light. I was saved to be light. <laughs> I am redeemed by the blood to shine. I am made to be distinguished from anything that signifies and typifies darkness. I am a light. I am an ambassador. I am called by God. Appointed by Jesus Christ. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. To live the life of a shining one. I shine wherever I go. I shine wherever I go. I am favored wherever I go. Wisdom flows through me. And my wisdom is distinguished from the wisdom of the world. I might have the body of a child, but I speak the words of the ancient one. Because the ancient one dwells in me. And the ancient one is the embodiment of light. I have the knowledge of the universe residing in me. I have the one that embodies the wisdom of the world in me. My life can never be the same. My marriage can never be the same. My business can never be the same. My ministry can never be the same. In him was life. And the life became the light of men. This light is a life that must be lived. And this life, <laughs> it is an undefeated life. It is an, it is an incorruptible life. It is a non-destructive life. This light, it shines in my path. It light my ways. I don't walk in darkness. I don't walk in confusion. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he says that in the earth was without form and the earth was void and he says that and darkness covered the face of the deep and i was saying that when you look at the meaning of the word darkness in genesis 1 verse verse 2 darkness there means confusion that same darkness means ignorance that same darkness means chaos so you see Wherever darkness is, these three things are very evident. There is chaos, there is disorder, there is confusion. And you see, wherever there is darkness, people hurt themselves. Because when you are walking in darkness and I'm walking in darkness, we will crash. So in the darkness, people hurt themselves. And so God said, let there be light. And so when that light came, chaos became order. Confusion became certainty. People walking without purpose became people walking with purpose because you can see your way you know where you are going this evening i pray in the name of jesus for every one of us that as you embrace your light let everything that is in this array in your life by the divine arrangement of light we command divine arrangements we command divine arrangements. We command divine arrangements. In the name of Jesus Christ, the light. In the name of Jesus, the light. We command every confusion to dissipate. We command every confusion to dissipate. We command every uncertainty to disappear. We command every uncertainty to disappear. And the Bible says, God said, let there be light. And after light came, and God said. And so now I say in the name of Jesus, let the weak become strong. Let the poor become rich. Let the ignorant become wise. Let the foolish become sages oh let the sick become healed let the broken become repaired i say in this light jesus the light let every oppression of darkness every oppression of wickedness oppression of witches and wizards and and diviners by the name of Christ the light let all their works be destroyed let all their works be exposed let those who are close to you let those who are far from you but are undermining your progress and your development by the light of Christ may they be exposed Mate comanadishova dibra na higher, Hora sin nama rushave, Ora banda da basibra cabalaba, Hora baba 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 shonda rabada Epetunda da basibre kiba randa dibra neke, Nomodo sheda de madre, Eco rababa babadis of lebedebe Mora sabi comana rejoice not. Against me, all my enemies. I might be down today, but I have risen up. (laughs) And when I am in the darkness, Psalm 139, David said, And when I sit in the darkness, he will be light about me. (laughs) Even the darkness is light to him. Oh. They designed darkness for my life. They designed darkness for my career. They designed darkness for my finances. They designed darkness for my health. They designed darkness for my marriage. They designed darkness for my children. They designed darkness for my ministry. They designed darkness for my calling. But even in that darkness, haya baroshanda rabadi manuda libra di baraba base branda kibarate, the light of Christ shines brighter. baduze amura haye His light shines. His light shines. His light shines. They try to capture my dreams. They wanted me to forget who God has said I will be. But tonight, by the light of Christ, we command the dream to come alive. We command the dream to come alive. We command the desires of God to come alive. Desire for holiness. Desire for righteousness. We are not ashamed to become virgins. No, 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 not in this season, not in this time. We are not afraid to be males. We are not afraid to be females. We are not afraid to declare our stance against homosexuality and against every agenda of hell. We believe in the rainbow. The rainbow is his covenant to us. The speakings of the rainbow is the speakings of life. It is not the speakings of perverseness. It is not the speakings of promiscuity. It is not the speakings of darkness. It is not the speakings of sexual immorality. The speakings of the rainbow is the speakings of righteousness. And so we are not afraid to declare we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are not afraid to declare we are holy because we have been ransomed by the blood. We are not afraid to declare that whatever used to hold us in darkness Has got no power over us Sin has no dominion over us Because who has dominion over us His name is called Jesus the light And we are controlled by the light And we live by the light We function by the light We thrive in the light We succeed in the light <inaudible> thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus for elevating me and sitting me high in the light with Jesus I refuse to come down I will sit with Christ in the light I refuse to come down I will sit with Christ in the light and the Bible says he will light he sent his word And it lighted upon Jacob. I see the word of the Lord lighting somebody's life. You will not be called by the village you come from. They will not say we are from Edumbanso. They will not say we are from Mpohor. They will not say that we are from Chinchinasi. They, they, They will say that these are people of the light. There is something about these people. They have light. We will be known as children of the light. Oh yes, we don't desire that. We hate fornication. We hate stealing. We hate it. It is not in our nature. How can you go and tell the son of Alan Marx that go and steal? Because you need money. My father is the light of the world. He is the one that lights. He is the one that gives wisdom. He is the one that gives understanding. Today, whatever I am struggling with, He is giving me light in that problem. Whatever you are struggling with, Jesus, the light, he has come to give you light. Receive the light of Christ. Receive the light of Christ. Receive the light of Christ. Father, I thank you. Because our lives will never be the same. We are ambassadors of the new creation. We are agents of light. We will live by the light. We love the light. We don't love darkness. We love where the angels love. We love where the Holy Spirit loves. We love where Jesus loves to be. We love where the Father loves to be. They love to be in the light. And so we will live in the light. We will abide in the light. We will dream in the light. We will function in the light. We will sleep in the light. We will rise in the light. Father, we thank you that demons have no power over us. They have no power over our destinies because our destinies have been bought out of the darkness and it has been turned into light. The sun! Cannot lose its ability to shine. I am a child of the sun. (laughs) I shine. I burn bright. I burn bright. I burn bright. Every gas around me burns. And I burn every darkness. And I burn every demon. And I burn every satanic seed called a disease. Whether it is diabetes, whether it is arthritis, whether it is cancer, whether it is fibroid, whether it is uh, 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 diseases that affect the bones, diseases that affect the blood, diseases that affect the skin, diseases that affect the mind, diseases that affect the hair, any form of disease. By the fire and the light of Christ, I burn you out. I declare that I am whole. I declare that I am a pleasant field. I am a pleasant field. I am a beautiful field. I am a good land because I am a lighted land. I thank you, Jesus, for what you've done tonight. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.